Hello and welcome to CBuzz, a collaboration between the Columbus Chamber and CD1025. We bring you the best stories from Columbus business owners. I'm your host, Dan Swartout, and today we're talking with Molly and Kelly Fankhauser from Kitty's Cakes. Molly, Kelly, welcome so much. Tell us a little bit before we get started. Tell us a little bit about Kitty's Cakes, what it is and what you do. So Kitty's Cakes started as an idea that we had on the golf course, uh-huh. thinking of what will we do when this chapter's over. Um, and Columbus just let, let me jump in. You, you you were both professional golfers. Both professional golfers. Kelly caddied for me on the LPGA and the European Tour for about five years. Wow. Um, so. My donkey was ready to retire from carrying my bag, and I was finished playing golf. And it was probably a conversation we had for like several years thinking what would be fun that we could do together because we really like working together and we work really well together. Um, And so we just thought a restaurant would be great, but it just seemed way too big for us just to jump into something like a restaurant. Uh Um, And then we started thinking about... Something else that we love to do is baking, and we knew that there were already great bakeries in Columbus, but we felt like there was a lack of that um, American-style, just kind of like a take on grandma's baking and just making it fresh every day. So we kind of just kept spinning with that idea, and Kitty's was born. So Molly, you are from here in Columbus originally. You went to Ohio State. Kelly, you are from California. You went to New Mexico State. Both professional golfers. Eventually, you end up, Kelly, caddying for Molly. What did you go to school to do at New Mexico State? I assume you didn't go to a culinary program there. No, I was in school just like most most athletes. I was studying business uh-huh. um, and playing golf right. on a scholarship. And I, Molly and I both, we don't have a culinary background. We don't have any formal training. We've all been taught, we've both been taught by our families. Um, Molly, specifically her mother. I have a little bit more experience with my grandmother baking. Um, yeah, so we just we just loved it. We just jumped into it, um, just hanging out with each other and always in the kitchen. It was like a very natural thing for us to do and go into. Um, but yeah, I went to school for golf. I didn't have anything. <laughs> culinary, <laughs> culinary was not my background, that's for sure. Yeah. Molly, how about you? What did you go to school to do? Um, I went to school, like most athletes, at the Ohio State University yes. to be an athlete. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, no, I had a history major. I okay. graduated with a history major, um, double majored in women's golf. Um, but I just, I all along knew that I wanted to be a professional, like on the LPGA, be a professional golfer. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I picked history because you could do a lot of reading and writing and I didn't have to be in, you know, workshops or things like that. So it allowed me a lot of time on the golf course as an athlete at Ohio State. So, uh, you know, but it, it was exactly what I wanted and you know, Ohio State was great. It was yeah. a good experience. That's where I went. I love Ohio State. So you're both professional golfers, and you meet Kelly when you start caddying for Molly. No, actually, we both played professional golf. So um, you knew each other beforehand? We, yeah, mm-hmm. th- in college. Uh-huh. And then also, um, we played on the same mini tour. Okay. It's one step below the LPGA. And w- that's where we met when we were both actually playing. Okay. Yeah, and then I decided I wasn't... Molly and I met. We were going to get married, and uh-huh. I decided... This probably Molly made it on the LPGA. I did not. Okay. So 
the idea of us spending that much time apart wasn't really an ideal for us. So I said, I'm going to stop playing and I caddy for her. That's pretty easy. And that's one of the things we talk about because you are the second married couple we've had here on CBuzz. How do you balance that? Because you own, before even you opened Kitty's Cakes, you worked together so closely on the golf tour. So how do you balance that, the, the, the personal relationship, the work relationship when you're married? Because you're together all the time. Mm-hmm. Is it hard to, to leave work <laughs> at the door now and then? Leaving work at the door is very difficult, mostly for me, not really so much for Molly. Um, I think about work all the time, but I'm just addicted to it. Uh-huh. Um, but when it comes to working together, we just really respect each other. So okay. I think first and foremost, that's number one rule. So, it, I mean, we love working together. We love being around each other. We spend every minute of every day <laughs> together. <laughs> I mean, so we get along very well. I mean, we don't fight. So it actually makes it very easy. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, to work together. You have any, tr- there's no tricks at all just to kind of like, this is our, you know, because I've talked to some couples yeah. who work together and they talk about this is our work-free zone. We come to this place and work just doesn't <laughs> enter the equation. I think that's really hard yeah. at least for us uh-huh. and I, I i like to be successful so i so i don't want to say like don't talk about work when we're at this table and it's like sometimes creative things pop in and you might be in the middle of the conversation or in the middle of one of the most romantic best dinners you've ever had right. but then you're thinking about something that would make a great dessert or a great business idea <laughs> so why just... not share that i think <laughs> that it's nearly impossible at least for us to say work-free zone i mean we definitely carve out time to try and get away um but, yeah, but I, I think it's hard just to say like no talking about work for the next four yeah. hours i think too like we love what we do right and we're expanding our business there are a lot of new things coming up so we're just excited to keep talking about it so it's not like we're dreading it or we don't like where we work i mean we absolutely love where we work what we do who works for us it, so it, i mean it, it's fun to talk about it's your passion yeah. so it's going to kind of creep into everything that you're doing because this is your passion this is your life's work that you're out there with kitty's cakes mm-hmm. yeah for the most part. And I think we're, at least I'm not afraid to just, Kelly might be spinning an idea and I'll just say like, hey, time out. I need to like not talk about work for a little bit. And it's not a slam. Like she doesn't take it as like, you don't love me. Right, or, right. You know, so we just kind of respect each other's wishes of, all right, let's take a chill on like the work talk. Now, Molly, you are from Columbus. Kelly, you are not so much from Columbus, mm-hmm. you were from California. Mm-hmm. So you had uh, probably different choices on where to start this business. Why did you choose Columbus as opposed to any other city or a city in California or, or anywhere else for that matter? I think Columbus in general is just thriving right now and yes. thriving on these sm- small businesses and and anybody that can provide a great service and a great product I feel like Columbus really surrounds and supports those businesses and this just feels like home to both of us I mean even Kelly she's lived here for almost nine years and I mean it's, it's a place where she's been embraced we've been embraced as a mm-hmm. couple and just the community in general just felt like the right place on top of financially you can set up a business here and get it going and get on your feet quicker than you could in California or New York or Chicago I mean those are places where businesses can be successful but it might take a little more time and a lot more money what is it about Kitty's Cakes that you wanted to bring to the table that could differentiate you from all the other startups that were happening in that in that space I think the first thing that came to mind was definitely viewing an experience from the customer. 
standpoint, we spent so many years traveling the world and being consumers and being customers and appreciating different services at different restaurants or hotels. And that was always something that was at the highest of our priority list was making our customers experience so unique that not only will they want to return for that experience, but they'll want to return for the baked goods that we provide. Right. I mean, taste is so varied. You know, some people like one bakery and another person hates it, but they prefer another. But we wanted to capitalize on the people that really love our baked goods, but also provide them with this experience that you can't get anywhere else, which is um, it, everything from the decor to just us being friendly people and mm-hmm. remembering people's name and taking an interest in our customers, I think has always been something that we've appreciated as consumers and then wanted to translate that and provide that service to our customers as well. So, so clearly what you're doing is to differentiate yourself. It's working because your business is expanding. It is growing. People are talking about it. What kind of advice would you give to entrepreneurs you know, if they're looking to stand out in what it is that they do, what kind of advice would you give to them? It's just a lot of advice. Um, first thing I would I would say is um, you have to be tenacious. And yeah. I think you, you just have to know going into it that it's going to be hard. Absolutely nothing is easy, um, but it definitely is, it's completely worth it, but it's, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort and you certainly entrepreneurial spirit. typically you don't, you're not lazy if you have that spirit, right? But you definitely cannot have a lazy bone. No. I mean, you have to like no. go out there and get ready to kick someone's butt. So, I mean, that's just, that would be one thing for me. Um, just not to like give up on, you know, your dream or like your thought of what you want to put out there. Um, I think it's really important to shop your competitors as well. Right. I mean, Baked goods are baked goods, but if you go and try every other cupcake in the city or you go and you experience a cup of coffee in other places, you can see what their strengths are and perhaps see what their weaknesses are and then compare that with your strengths. So if somebody else's strength is coffee, but you know you have better pastries and you know you can provide better customer service, I mean, your customers are going to return for Uh that experience alone. So I think having that knowledge of what, what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, and how can I stand out from all the other people as well? Now, you mentioned a little bit the entrepreneurial spirit, the entrepreneurial drive, and wanting to go out there and kick butt. Do you think that spirit was instilled in both of you from your athletic backgrounds as well? And how does that translate? I mean, we're both very competitive people. I'm probably more competitive than Molly, which I've learned over the last few years. (laughs) Do you guys Um, ever have bake-offs? No. No, I would win. Molly would win. Yeah. (laughs) I would win the ice-off. You would win the bake-off. Yeah, we're not competitive against each other, but we're definitely competitive, and we want to be the best Are you guys going to start a new podcast focusing on entrepreneurs (laughs) so you can beat us? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. Like I said, know your strengths and weaknesses. Yes, exactly. That would be a That would be a definitely key. Um, yeah, so yeah, we're both very competitive. We just want to be the best at everything that we do. There was a particular inspiration for, for the recipes and what it is that you do, a very specific personal inspiration. Could you tell us all a little bit about that? Yeah. So we named the shop after my mom. Her nickname is Kitty. Uh huh. Um, and a lot of the recipes when we first started doing all of our experiments and seeing what worked, seeing what didn't work, um, A lot of them started with my grandmother, Mickey, a lot of her recipes, and my mom's recipes. Um, 
And so we wanted to pay homage to the people that taught us, to the women in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, and we just felt like it had that cozy feeling and a relatable um, aspect for not only us, but for most of the people around us. So it was one of those things that not only does this person exist, but she actually comes in the shop every day. Really? Oh, she, well, she might just drop by. She never <laughs> cooks. She's never been allowed to cook or touch the product. Is actually. that your competitive nature? You don't want her to be No, that's you? my controlling nature. <laughs> I got it from my mother. So... But I mean, she's there. It's cool. You know, customers will sometimes be sitting at the front bar and she'll walk in for a coffee and she's the first person to introduce herself as Kitty. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that inspiration alone, you know, we're really close with our family uh -huh. and just being able to just kind of show that to the community as well has been really fun. What was the first thing that popped up to you was maybe an unexpected challenge that you had to deal with? I think our biggest freak out moment was just staffing. When we opened the door, it was just the two of us. We were doing everything from baking, icing, dishes, waiting on customers, working the cash register, answering the phone. Making we had boxes, zero employees. Everything. Those are long days. It was stupid. But <laughs> it was one of the best advice we was we were ever given by actually our accountant who has just been amazing. But That's she, another tip. Get a good bookkeeper. That's true. Right. That's what you should get. Um, but she told us, you know, don't hire because you don't know what you're hiring. You know, you don't know what you're looking for. You don't know what you need. So we spent about, would you say six weeks, maybe yep, six weeks, just the two of us. And it was from the first hour that we were open. I just thought, what are we doing? Like, it was one of those, like, you know, close the door, lock it, close the blinds and you find the gas, I'll get the match. Like, it was like, I, I, I can't do this. And we kind of took turns for like a good four to six weeks of like, we'd go home at night and it was like, yeah, I'm good. I, I can't, I can't do this. And then, you know, Kelly would be the cheerleader that night. And she's like, we can do this. You know, we'd get home at 11 o'clock at night and get up at three in the morning and, you know, have funny conversations in the shower but then it was like you know the next night kelly's in tears and i'm like we can do this i swear it's gonna be okay you know but just oh, also being there for each other was helpful but that was the first thing we were like we can't physically do this emotionally do this but once you stick it out it's almost one of those things where you feel like your muscles are like five times bigger because you made it through that now you know what you're doing you can hire some people. They might not be the right people, but they're going to be some people, and it's going to help. The first time, the initial decision to hire employees, that has got to be, I mean, such a huge moment in the evolution of a business because now not only are, are things on your shoulders and your own livelihood, but the livelihood of somebody else is dependent upon you, and they are now affecting something that's out of your control is affecting your livelihoods as well. What was that moment like, and what were those discussions like leading up to those initial hirings? That was, Molly and I are self-proclaimed control freaks. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we are, and we um, tend to micromanage and but that I honestly believe that in our business with how small it is and the small team that we have working for us, um, that's actually a strength. I think that we, um, I think it would be another piece of advice. I think for a small business, you have to be in it all the time for it to be the best it can be. Uh -huh. um, nobody cares more about your business than you. I mean, that's just, that's just the reality of it. So, um, 
it it was it was frightening um, hiring <laughs> hiring people to do things for us because you do have to you do have to give up some control along the way and we we did go through some people that weren't so great but we have found people that are amazing and um, love our business love us and only want the best for it and seem to want to stick around as long as kitties is around so um, it was a painful process at times but um, we've definitely gotten through it. What, what, what kind of advice would you have for an entrepreneur who is in that position looking to make those initial hires? Our business has grown to an extent. We need some, some additional help. It, you've been through the process, the scary parts of it, the, the, the benefits, kind of the, maybe the setbacks. What advice would you give to somebody in that position looking to make that initial addition to your team? I think it's different for each business. I mean, mm-hmm. our kitchen works, we work so closely to each other physically, and it's so important for us to have this great environment before any qualifications. I don't care if you went to pastry school or, you know, any kind of culinary school. I mean, that was not important to us but maybe in the beginning mm-hmm. in the beginning when i saw a pastry student i was like oh yes yes they they'll know what to do with x y and z well well actually it's going to come from me and so we ended up finding out that even though we were we are control freaks and even though we are perfectionists it's a good quality actually in an industry like food because it's going to translate then to your customers. So we actually have started to teach our employees to be perfectionists and yeah. maybe micromanage. I mean, it's not, it's not such a bad thing for some businesses. And I think that along the way, I looked at training a lot of the way that maybe golf or athletics would be taught. And I like for things to be perfected step by step. So you know, you might start with making boxes and doing dishes, but when we go to like making the cake batter or scones, I'm going to be standing right next to you and, you know, we're going to do it every step of the way. We're going to do it right until you get it right. And it's one of those things like, I'm not going to let you fail, but I'm also not going to let you jump into something and just take it over. So it's one of those things where we have processes. And I think that's really important for a business to know and understand. And it takes time to get those processes down. So, hiring now is a lot easier for us than it was two years ago. Now we know personality. We know um, to do trials with people before we even hire them. Um, And so it just has become a way that now we have a process. Pretty much every employee goes through it so Uh that at the end of the day, every employee is really equipped to do any job in our shop. It seems like you're both very, very decisive people Mm -hmm. that there isn't a whole lot of questioning. Very we want something, let's go get it. Mm -hmm. That's the way it's kind of coming off to me. Yeah, I think definitely. We want something, let's go get it. Get a good team around us. So, I mean, when there are bumps in the road, it's going to happen, but just make sure you have the right people around you to either help you get over those things and move forward. Like, it's just something you have to have. So tell us a little bit about you know, what it is you do there at Kitty's Cakes, what people like about your pastries, some things that sets them apart, and what makes them so delicious, and what has made your business such a success thus far? I mean, I think that a very basic thing is we make everything from scratch. We do it every day. It's sold 
for that one day only. It's not made a week in advance and then sold. It's not made and then if it doesn't sell, we'll sell it the next day and the next day. That doesn't happen. It's made for one day, that one day, and if it's not sold that day, it's donated, or which it doesn't typically happen. But if it is left over, we do donate it or our employees take it home and enjoy it. So Now, let's say you sell out of everything in a day. Do you close up shop, put up the sign and say, sorry, we're sold out. How often does that happen? Um, well, it, we don't technically do that. Um, we do kind of, as it gets towards the end of the day, like 5.30, be closed at six o'clock, uh -huh. we will put the sign up and there's nothing else to do. Sometimes we'll leave, but we're getting to the point where we don't do that anymore. We're trying, we're going to honor the hours until six o'clock, no matter if we sell out or not. But um, we stand there, there's always stuff to do, there's always prepping to do, there's right. always, um, we always have boxes to make, there's always something to do, no matter what. So there's cleaning, you can always clean, there's a lot, lot to happen, so. When, when somebody has that pastry, that cake, that cupcake for the very first time, and, and, and they're in your shop for the very first time, and you see the delight on their face for the very first time. Does that ever get old? To me, I mean, that's why people love to cook and, and, and love to bake, because they love to see that reaction. That has got to be just so fulfilling on, you know, obviously a financial level, because you guys are doing great, but also just on a pure satisfaction that we have made you so happy with this delicious food. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's always great to hear customers customers and say that's the best scone I've had or that's the best cinnamon roll and these cupcakes my I have to have them for every occasion and just knowing that the hard work that we put into it and the hard work that all of our employees put into it and just knowing that it's appreciated yeah. and that people are enjoying it the way that we always hoped that they would is always one of those like fist pumping moments where I remember in the very beginning when we had like a the, our first line out the door was like one of those oh my gosh moments can you believe it like take a picture <laughs> you know no filter needed for <laughs> no. that one yeah or like um you know we just celebrated our second anniversary and we wanted to celebrate it with our customers so we made um kitty's t-shirts yeah. um we put a picture of my mom when she was two years old on the front holding is a f obviously an inputted image of our logo on a balloon and then on the back we put kitties and the number two for the second year that we've been open and kelly and i it was just the two of us on a sunday morning getting everything ready getting everything baked in the morning and kelly's like do you think there'll be people out there and i said oh i see arthur he's sitting on the bench and arthur comes in every weekend yeah i said i don't know i don't think there's anyone else out there so we went to go take the sign out and there were probably 50 people standing in line wow and it was just a really cool like that more than anything is something that always just like touches my heart just knowing that it really does like our baked goods are amazing yes but it goes beyond that too where it's like we know that we're making a connection with people in the community and that is almost more important to me and i know for kelly as well you know and i've said this before in several of our episodes of cbuzz the the entrepreneurs that we see it's not just about making money it's a real passion that, that what they do, you know, I'm not saying they necessarily do it for free, but you know, maybe they could make more money doing something else. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you, you know, it, there's, there's dual motives for folks who are pursuing these businesses. And I, and I, that's one of the things I love about the show is hearing those stories come out and seeing those dual passions. Sure. I've got a financial side, a monetary side. I want this business to succeed, but I also want this business to succeed because I truly believe in it. And I truly mm -hmm. believe in Columbus and connecting with people in Columbus and that what I am offering is 
great for the people of Columbus and I want them to enjoy it. Yeah. And I think too, getting to know each other, you know, we know a lot of our customers and they've gotten to know us. So, you know, they ask us what we did on our vacation and how's Linus. And, you know, it's like a mutual, just, it's like a going into your favorite bakery and you just hang out and you talk and then see you next weekend. I mean, it's, it's pretty fun. Right on. Now, Kelly, what's next? What's next for uh, Kitty's Cakes? Well, we're excited. Um, we're actually going to be opening a small cafe type of deal in um, Bexley by the end of next year. We think it'll be the end of next year. Outstanding. So is that, is that a C-Buzz exclusive, a C-Buzz debut? Actually, I haven't told, it is. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the yeah. second yeah. C-Buzz exclusive. Was yeah. nice. Man, I feel like Mike Wallace in <laughs> yeah. here. We, call, we called our designers today and we said, we're having another baby in Bexley. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And that's going to be more full service than what you have well, now? Well, basically, it will be less cake focused. Okay. Um, we will retail a few different flavors of cupcakes daily. But it's going to be more. We will um, we will ha serve espresso where we currently don't at our shop. Okay. We, we serve Stumptown drip coffee and cold brew, but we don't serve espresso, and that will be a main um, a main thing at the cafe. Um, it will have we'll have lots of scones, lots of cookies, cinnamon rolls, biscuits. We'll do those items every day. Where now it's a little bit more limited during the week, and it's more cake focused in the shop. But um, it'll be great. We're hoping to get a beer and wine license and do some stuff like that. So have now some snacks talking. and right up my <laughs> yeah, it's a I little like bit this. Yeah. scones and scones <laughs> and, and IPAs. I know, so exactly. Let's do it. <laughs> so yeah, we're excited. It's going to be different from what we're doing now. Um, it'll, there'll be some similarities, but it's going to be, we're thrilled. We're excited. Awesome. Yeah. Kitty's Cakes, German Village, you, you're open five days a week. That's correct. And, and where can folks find out more about you online, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, internet, all that good stuff. Yes. We have an amazing website, first and foremost, that won several like Addy Awards. So our website, kitty'scakes.com, is amazing, very user-friendly, very um, iPhone. Interactive. Yeah. yeah, it's great. And it, we update that every day so that our customers can see our flavors for each day because our flavors change every day. So if you go on our website, you can see everything that we have baked fresh for that day. Instagram gets you all sorts of access, like <laughs> yes. in the kitchen access, yes. Linus photos. Now who's Linus? Date. Linus is our golden retriever. He Outstanding. Has, yeah, he's fantastic. He's, he's our brand, brand ambassador. Yes, exactly. He's really like a key component to uh -huh. our sales on a daily basis. Sometimes we put cupcakes on his nose. <laughs> yeah. He comes by every day, says hi to customers. There was a day he spent like a good hour and a half with some ladies out front. So, you know, we um, we like to keep him on Instagram. I think we're on Twitter. And we also have a Facebook page. But, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're available. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. We're everywhere. Yes. With delicious, delicious pastries, a fun <laughs> community environment. Linus, yeah. Molly, Kelly, Fankhauser, thank you so much for joining us here on CBuzz. This has been an absolute pleasure. We've le enjoyed learning so much about you and your business. Thank you so much for being here with us on CBuzz. Thanks, Thanks so much, Dan. Us. My name is Dan Swartout, and thank you all so much for listening to CBuzz. This has been a collaboration of the Columbus Chamber and CD1025. CBuzz is produced by Delara Casey, engineering by Mark Pasternak from Jump Goat Media, and the recording studio is provided right here at Groove View. Thank you to all of our partners. Thank you to Kitty's Cakes. And thank you to all of you for listening to CBuzz. We will see you next time.